bad and just make rice. Okay? We've had so much rice at all of these banquets. Everybody's like, I'm going to make something, make, make rice. Come on, man. Go a little deeper. All right? And make something really good. Let's celebrate. You know, we are a multi-ethnic church. We probably have 50 different nations that are represented in our, in our church or more. And we want to celebrate that. We celebrate who we are. And there's no better way than do that than celebrating the call of God into the world through missions. We support 85 different missionaries and organizations around the world. And we're going to celebrate that. We're going to celebrate that we gave over a half a million dollars last year. Come on somebody say amen to missions here and at home and we're just gonna have a great time and and this year is gonna be we're, we're pulling out all the stops and wherever you go you will travel we're gonna surprise you a little bit but you will travel to the different continents of the world and you'll see and taste and experience the things of the uh, around the world so we want you to come bring somebody with you but sign up quickly because it's important that we know who's coming and there is a limit so please make sure that you sign up as soon as possible. We want the ushers to come forward at this time. We want to thank every one of you for your giving uh, all through the year so that we can continue to do what we're doing right now while we're here in this church. There are six other, almost seven now, I think there's seven churches that have been blessed beyond measure by Bethlehem by either sending out missionaries or uh, pastors or sending out church planters or literally planting a church. And um, we pray every Sunday morning for all of those churches that have come out of Bethlehem. And right now, Farmingdale, New Life, Assembly of God, next week you're going to be able to see it. We're going to take it live and we're going to be combining both churches together this campus and the one in Farmingdale and we're going to celebrate and worship together how you like that amen and uh, so you don't want to miss next week as we're going to combine the two churches together and you're going to see what God is doing in new life assembly of God you're giving your generosity makes all of that possible. So let's pray for the blessing of the Lord upon the offering. Father we thank you for the offering today we pray that you would bless it in the name of Jesus we pray, amen and amen. And while we're taking the offering today, I would like to call up Pastor Asedu. Pastor Asedu is actually a missionary to the United States. How do you like that? He is from Ghana, Africa. Everybody say praise the Lord. He is from Ghana, Africa. And uh, he had been working in Nigeria for 25 years as a missionary, doing a great work in Nigeria. And then the Lord called him to come to the United States. There were, in the United States, seven African churches uh, when he came here. And now there are 90 African churches. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Uh, he is a dear brother in the Lord. Um, you cannot wipe the smile off his face. There's nothing you can do to get him to stop smiling because he loves Jesus. He loves missions and he loves people. And um, we are coming off of a 21-day fast, Brother Do you know that, and, um, and prayer. And God has done some incredible things, some breakthroughs that have been incredible. If I started now, Pastor Seydoux would not have enough time to preach because of all of the things that God did during this breakthrough period in our life. I want to encourage you to keep going deeper. Somebody said one time, why is it and how is it that you keep on preaching? 
preaching with passion after 30 years. I want to give you the secret. You keep on going back to the well. You go back to the well. There's a well. The well is Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the water. You keep on going back to Jesus. He'll still give you the Holy Spirit and he'll quench your thirst every single time and give you a new passion for him. And so we're going to celebrate as we continue uh, what God has done as God has done some incredible breakthroughs. People have been healed physically. Muslims have come to know Christ as their Savior. Come on somebody say amen. Husbands have come to know the Lord as their Savior. People have seen relational breakthroughs. God has done a great work. And so we invited Pastor Seydu because we know he's a man of God. We know he preaches the gospel. He's seen great miracles around the world. And we're believing today is Miracle Sunday. Amen. Where God is going to give you a breakthrough. Maybe you're still waiting. God sometimes gives you a breakthrough in the middle of the fast. Sometimes God wakes until the after the fast. But God always gives the breakthrough. Come on somebody. So Pastor Seydu. Before you preach, though, I have a surprise. So stay right there and just smile. Keep smiling. Hallelujah. Okay. Keep smiling. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Even now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. It's awesome to be here. My heart is filled with joy. Oh my God. Love Okataya, love Kusai. Pastor Seydu, this is an outfit from Nigeria. And a good friend of mine, who I did a funeral for his dad, who was a prominent man in Nigeria, gave this to me as a gift. Amen. And so, Pastor Seydu, there was another piece of the outfit. That, it was a pants. Sure. And there was a, a hat. hat. I wasn't going for that. Okay. So, this, so this, this is where we're going to go. This with the is boots, an African. Right? So now, listen. <laughs> so, Pastor Seydu, I'm going to sit right up front right there. Yes. And I'm going to pretend like I'm a Nigerian African. So every time you say something good, I'm going to scream and shout, shout. All right? Praise the Lord. Let's give Pastor Seydu a big hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Lord is good. Amen. I'm from Ghana, like you've been told. And I've been, I was in Nigeria for 25 years. Uh, I got into the church. I, get, I went as an expatriate teacher. I'm a statistician by profession and a minister by vocation. I went there as an expatriate teacher, and the Lord called me. Uh, by the time I got to the General Council of Assemblies of God, Nigeria, we had 3,546 churches. But the Lord used me to lead the church in an aggressive church planting project for 10 years, which resulted in 4,040 churches in 10 years and 1.13 million souls coming to the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is good. Oh, my God. So since uh, I have a Nigerian here, uh, let a Ghanaian. My voice is not uh, as good as, but I know of Jehovah. Jehovah, Nalamo ibudi kenaya Jehovah Jehovah idiebube in heaven in heaven you are the king 
You are the king in this world. In this world, you are ruling. You are ruling under the earth. And that yes, you are mighty in battle. Jehovah, Jehovah, you are wonderful. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I'm so excited. The other week we've I finished uh, my church with a 21-day fast. And when a pastor called me and said, you have gone through 21 day fasting and that i should come and speak i say i must be at the right place my god to be with the right people Hallelujah. but listen to me i'm going to break the laws of homiletics i'm going to break the laws of hermeneutics i'm going to break the laws of exegesis don't bother the exception of the kingdom of god is so bogged down with what they believe and have never moved from belief to conviction. That's my problem. I came here to challenge somebody that you need to move beyond believing onto being convicted. Convictions. There are many Christians today who have all the beliefs, but there are no convictions. The statistics are shown the research they had not too long ago, oh my God, and it, the, it was published in the Newsweek, and it stated that poll said 84% of Americans say they believe God performs miracles. But when they were asked, how many of you have enjoyed miracles? It came down to 48%. And that was then. And not too long ago, the new survey shows that Many of our American Christians, even though they believe God performs miracles, many have not even tried to even enjoy one from the Lord. Believing and not being convicted. Let me ask you one thing. I came that somebody will move from your beliefs. You have fasted for 21 days. Do you know who you are? <laughs> miracles are around you. Oh, somebody should have shouted amen. Hallelujah. You are ready for breakthroughs. You are ready for miracles. Anything can happen in your way. If your eyes are open, your ears are open, you are spiritually alert. There is nothing God will not give you in answer to your prayer. I believe that. I've lived miraculous life and I believe God that when people spend 21 days waiting upon the Lord, they have exposed themselves to be bathed in miracles. Yes, hallelujah. Listen to me. I have a word. Process it. Get pictures into your mind. Apple. Apple. Picture Apple. Apple. You know, as I've said, Apple, do you know what is going on in many of your minds? If I ask a youth, Apple, he will, what, what, what picture did you form and what did you get excited about? If I ask a, an elderly lady, you know, ask people who have different opinions. I asked some people and they said, immediately I said, Apple, they, they thought about fruit. The fruit. Somebody said immediately he got to know Apple, he thought about Adam in the garden. 
Somebody said he saw green, what? He pictured green apples. Somebody said his own was purple apples. Somebody said his own was red apples. You know, what you picture is what you become excited about. Somebody said he pictured the apple of his eye. What do you, is, is there anybody who is picturing something I've never mentioned? Somebody, yes? Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? If I call apple and you are thinking about the fruit, what? Apple. You are only thinking about what you can eat. Are you hearing me? What you can eat. And the rest. But somebody who gets excited, apple, and he begins to think about what? He thinks about a laptop, an Apple laptop. He thinks about what? An Apple iPad. And then begins to think about what he, oh my God. He, you know, I have an apple for you and you begin to think about the fruit I give you. You just chew it and you finish with that. But you begin to think about, expect what? A, a, a laptop. You begin to expect uh, a, a, an iPad. Then your mind will be blowing as to what you can do with that apple. Very, very critical. We stand in the pulpit and give you messages and words from the Bible. What you picture, what you take into you, is how you are going to react to them. Do you know that if you begin to think about, see, somebody is thinking about a, computer, a laptop, why somebody will be thinking about what? An apple, a fruit. Can you imagine what the, the two minds are doing? And do you imagine what somebody wants to do with the apple he had? And that is the same way. You begin to hear the word of God. The way you take it is the way it's going to work with you. If you think that your God will give you that apple, you will look at the apple and finish it there. But if you think about your God giving you an iPad, <laughs> you know where you'll be going, how you'll be processing yourself. I want to tell you that some of you, you have come out of a 21-day fast, and some may not have realized where they have come to. But I want to remind you that the word of God said, I want you to imagine yourself, seeing yourself that you have fasted for 21 good days. Then hear the word of the Lord for you. The Lord spoke to me clearly to come and let you know, because this is what the general, the, you know, the leadership of this, our, our great uh, uh, fellowship, thinking about this year. Very great. What does God say in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14? Have you pictured yourself there? If my people, Hallelujah. oh, somebody should have shouted better. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then <laughs> I will hear from heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. 
I will heal their land. Sometimes we have used it only to pray for the, you know, the, the nations. But let me tell you, you are part of the nations. Listen, this word is for you to, see, having gone through 21 days, you know what you have gone through? Picture yourself as a child of God, humbling yourself. The report is that many of you participated. I don't want to do a survey and ask those who didn't come. They should be only visitors. But if you are a member of the church and you didn't come, the Lord will help you today. Listen, if you are as a child of God has humbled yourself for 21 days and you have prayed. When I heard the singers and I heard the reporters talking, I heard them talking about how God has forgiven the saints. Let me, if you humble yourself and you prayed, then I believe that you have confessed your sins to him. You have shared who you are, your failures, your weaknesses, your and your everything to him. My God, you have not failed to let him know that every power you have comes from him. Yes. All the power in our society from the White House to your home. All the power belongs to him. If God wants to remove President Obama now and carry him home, he can do it. The heart of the kings are in the palm of the Lord. However young he is, if God decides to take his heart, he will go. You can bring the greatest doctors in the world to open the heart and do anything. He will go. The power that controls the universe is in the hands of the Lord. And that is the God you have humbled yourself before him for how many days? 21 good days. You prayed and confessed your weakness. You prayed and told him who you are. You prayed and told him how the oppressions, the addictions, the problems that you are going through, the things you want to do, you can't do them. The things you are supposed to do, you don't do them. The things you don't want to do, you find yourself doing them. You don't want to see all these pornographic things. You go to your computer. You don't want to go there. You see the, the, the pictures will be flashed. You are going there. You are crying. You know, there are things you don't want to do. You find yourself doing them. You have confessed them to the Lord. I'm believing somebody did that in the 21 days. If somebody did that, why don't you say amen? amen. Did you confess your sins? Amen. It may not be pornography. It will be another thing. Did you confess your sins? Amen. Anybody who confessed, say amen. Mm. amen. Did you go to the point of deciding to forsake your evil ways? Amen. You did? Amen. Shout Amen. Some of you are too holy. So you don't want to say that you confess your sins. How a holy person can be sinful? As for me, I know. <laughs> if I say that I have no sin, I deceive myself. And when I go to him, I empty myself. And say, Daddy, look at how I am. Even as a man of God for years, I make mistakes. Omissions and commissions. The things that my eyes want to disturb me with. Hallelujah. The things I hear. This my senses disturb me. But let me tell you, when I go before him, I don't stop telling him. Hallelujah. If you did and you humble, that's the humility. Humble yourself and expose yourself to him and told him whoever you are and sort his face. Hallelujah. You sort his face 21 days. 
Hey, God looked at you and said, look, and you determined that, that you are, you are forsaking every wicked way in you. Let me assure you, it is a foregone conclusion Hallelujah. that God heard your prayers. He heard you from heaven. Hallelujah. He heard you from heaven. Your sins are forgiven. I want somebody to know. I want this to go into you. Your sins are forgiven. Oh, somebody say, man, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. See yourself. Your sins are forgiven. See yourself. Look at yourself and believe within you. Not that you just say, you prayed, you sought his face, you confess your sins, you determined to forsake them. Your sins are forgiven. And God has heard your prayers. I am here to challenge somebody to believe. Go beyond belief to be convicted that my sins are forgiven. And if God does that for you, can I tell you that, listen, you have gone to a level where anything can come your way. I will hear from heaven. I forgive their sins. I will heal their land. God has opened the doors of healing for you. Oh, somebody say amen. That, I want you to picture yourself. After I have gone, whilst I was going through my 30, uh, 21 days, I told myself there is nothing that will not come my way. Amen. And I promise you, before it ended, the things that I've been looking for, they were coming. Nigeria will say, coming nyafu nyafu. <laughs> Center, right, left, backwards, everywhere. Our God is a faithful God. The Lord told me to come and position you and get you to know what you have done has excited him. And the windows are open. Ready to pour his blessings upon you. My God. Somebody should believe that and believe that he is a recipient of God's miracles. That God is ready to do anything with me in response to what I have asked him because I have met his will. You can't go through 21 days and be faithful to God and God will allow you to just go like that. Every time I've gone through, I've never been like that. Transformation. Even as a pastor, by the time I finished my 21 days, my church is saying, Pastor, why have you changed like this? Because radical things are taking place. Everything about me, everything about my wife, my children are changing. Our God is faithful. Let me tell you, listen, may I read this for you. John chapter 14 verse 12, Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than this because I'm going to the Father. The Lord says I should come and let you know. See, this word, somebody receiving it has said amen. And I wish that everybody would shout amen. Yeah. I, 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 let me tell you, do you know, sometimes when people hear Jesus say this, they now begin to ask themselves, <laughs> greater things than Jesus did, I will do. You know you are, you not even know who you are. These words were by Jesus. And he asked me to just get somebody convicted today that this word is for you. 
You have positioned yourself for miracles. You have positioned yourself because a miracle which is defined as the occurrence of an event apparently contradictory to and unexplainable by the laws of science and which is usually attributed to God. Sometimes the devil can also do some miracles. And even people fake miracles. But when we are talking about miracles and when we are talking about getting your, your breakthrough for miracles, we are talking about the events that are occurring in your life. They have started occurring. Some of you have not experienced, uh, gotten it yet, but they are already happening. And they will continue to happen because you have exposed yourself for it. God is ready to do things you can't explain. Science can't explain. Science can't explain. When they don't know how to explain, they say phenomenon. Let me tell you, our God is faithful. I lived in Nigeria. I lived in Nigeria. The Nigerians who come probably the next service, you know, I will challenge them because they know what I'm talking about. Many times I shared. I live in Nigeria and saw that the moment you expose yourself to the process you have gone to, there is nothing God will not do. What Jesus did, he said we can do. Let me remind you a few of them and think that they can. I know that, yes, even in the Old Testament, some of them happen. A lot of the things, whenever you hear about miracles, they happen in the New Te Old Testament and happen in the New Testament. But I'm more interested with this statement of what Jesus said to us. He changed water to wine. Water became wine. He walked on water. You know, some of you do not know who you are. I always say it. Hallelujah. You see, for the Old Testament people, they needed a miracle to part water. When Moses and the Israelites were behind the Red Sea and the enemies were coming, Pharaoh and his people were coming and they didn't know what to do and they were shouting and crying and wailing at Moses and the rest. The Lord commanded, he lifted up his rod and what happened? The staff and Nile had to part and they had to walk on dry water. But let me tell you that you are a New Testament believer. You don't need a parting of the water. You don't need a parting of any water. No matter how the waters are boisterous. Man. What our Lord did, we call him Jehovah Kakapipi. The Lord who walks upon the waters. Hallelujah. You don't need the water to break for you to walk on dry ground. You can even walk on the boisterous waters. That is the miracle where God has brought you. He, he walked on the waters. He rebuked the storms and they kept quiet. He fed 5,000. He fed 4,000 out of few loaves and few fishes. He healed Peter's mother-in-law of fever. Which you may need time. Is it tired? I don't know if you, because I don't use, I don't know the name. Is it tired and all or what? Tylenol or Advil or what is the other one? Alive. And all, what have you? You can use Alive, but let me tell you, when Jesus stretches his hand towards you, fever must go. Somebody say amen. America, we, oh my God, my God. Uh, 
you know, America, we have come to a point that, you know, because of uh, uh, health insurance and uh, a lot of the emergencies and a whole lot of provisions, a child of God, if he gets headache, he will not lay hands. He doesn't lay hands. Any little thing, they should carry him to emergency. But I want to address somebody that Jesus is your healer. Amen. Oh, somebody should. Hey, you didn't receive it? Listen, if you received it that Jesus heals, you begin to get over believing that he's a healer and to getting convicted that even what I'm suffering now, he will remove it from me. Yes. The tumor that is developing in you, you see it? Are you seeing it? That tumor that you are talking about is developing. I'm telling you that just appropriating this power in Jesus, the tumor is going. Yes. You can cause it to shrink Man. and get out of you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If Jesus can provide for, you know, they were asking Jesus, all these people, 4,000 people, how are we going to feed them with this one? Somebody was saying, even oh, all the months of wages, when we put together, we can't even feed them. You look at yourself and you don't know. Let me tell you, he is able. Yes. He is able. It is time. Your miracles are around you. Believe him. You see, when I talk about miracles, recently, Reverend, I know that it will not be long when you come and see the place that I've been. I came in and Reverend Hemquist, your friend, gave me a small group of people about 29 people, and gave a, a place where they were, was the basement of a church, very small place, 500 square feet, small, and uh, oh my God, if you see the place, and they were gathering there with joy. Immediately I arrived and saw the place, there was a Holy Ghost anger in me. Hallelujah. Children of God, serving the big God. Gathering in the basement with those, and like this snow, you go there, you will marvel. And they were lighting all these heaters everywhere. I just, as I was ministering, the Lord spoke to me, in the next two weeks, you are going to leave this place. I spoke to them and told them, the next two weeks, God is going to provide us a new place. They looked at me because they told me, we have been here for so long, you just came from Africa. <laughs> you just came from Africa, you know how we have suffered? We have already quarreled and we have, because of getting a place, and we say two weeks, <laughs> we have suffered, some of them said they have suffered for 10 years, and I came here two weeks, I said God will do it. Say <laughs> so you don't, if you had known the God I believe, you will not know what you are doubting. Somebody say amen. Maya, Maya. Maya, Katiba, Sula, Bori. They were looking at, it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I got a call. Say, Pastor. Somebody said, Pastor, go to the nearby place. It's, God didn't take us one mile, not two blocks, not three blocks. Where we are, the next street, the third building, a church was already there. And the landlord has demanded them because he was giving them a raise in the rent to leave the place. And the people had just packed that Monday. When I declared it on what? Sunday. They packed on Monday. They told me, 
I wrote mastermind. You know mastermind. He has a lot of the buildings in the Bronx. I went to mastermind. I'm told that you have a, a block here. He said, can you pay this? I said, I look at it. I was laughing. I said, before my church people will know, God has done it. <laughs> I promised him I would take the place. He said, can you come? I came back, told my elders, let's go. We went there by Friday. It was Tuesday. Friday we went there. We had already finished the ceiling. Closed the whole thing. By Saturday, I went to Reverend David Hemquist and said, Reverend, I've got a new place. He said, wow. What about the chairs? I said, I need chairs. I stood there. He called the chairs company and asked them to, to deliver less than, in the, less than a week, a hundred chairs of your type. So by the following Friday, hundred chairs has landed. One person became so excited that he went and removed the whole rug and put a new rug by Saturday. By Sunday, two weeks. Exactima, two weeks. We came in and everybody was wondering, from 5,000 square feet to 2,000 square feet. Oh, you better say amen. Our God is able. He's able. 42, 34, Third Avenue, the Bronx. You can come and see it. We stayed there. I saw, I came to see families in my church. Many of them have married, they have no children. I came to see only four children. My wife said, no. There was a couple, a military officer has sacked the wife because they have married for a long time, no issue. And you know, in Africa, you can't do like that. Oh. You marry like that, no issue. You better go. So that else they will marry for you and give you another woman. <laughs> I came and saw people. I said, wow, four children with you. Too. Oh, God. I have a God who works miracles. Some of them have gone to the hospital. They have done this. They wanted to implant this. They wanted to do that. I brought them together and we decided to pray for them. The husband, the military officer who abandoned the wife, came back, sat them down, prayed for them. Within two months, the wife was feeling bad, went to the doctor, go and check up. He came and said, doctor say, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Please, all those who want to investigate, I'm not talking Nigeria so that you don't know where to find it. This is 42, 34, 3rd Avenue in America. You better give a clap of it to Jesus. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Today, your recruiting officer in Long Island, I'm talking about the military recruiting officer in Long Island. That's the one I'm talking about. The one, they, have, they have delivered two children. They are in my church. Doing well. Today, I have almost 30-something children. Every, once you marry, in the name of Jesus, what? In the name of Jesus, what? Those who have not got in the name of, God can do it. But America, so many will want to go to what? So that they implant some things and the rest, and it's good. 
God has given wisdom to men. But let me tell you, if God gave wisdom to men and you are his child, let me tell you, you are a recipient of a miracle. Oh, somebody say, Amen, I have a God. Listen, my children are growing. I look at 2,000 square feet and the, the place, I can't get enough. The children are troubling me and the rest. I stood in the church that God give me a new place. All of a sudden, once I said that, my landlord became offended because something moved into the spirit realm and told us that we must pay. We were paying 3,000. He said, no, you are going to pay 4,500. You are going to pay security, what do you call that, the other one, uh, real estate taxes, because that's not a church as such. You are going to pay this and the rest. So after I said, Lord, where are we going to get this money? He annoyed us. He told us we are moving God layers to write to us. I just stood in the church and said, God of miracles. I heard him speak to me. God of miracles. I prayed with the church. The landlord was rejected, we says this week. And I did not even understand much of your laws. That he can't just eject, evict me. It must be by Mashal. So when he just brought a threatening letter, I said, God, look at the letter. We are leaving this place, provide us a place. He says we should live here by Friday. Immediately he left. I entered my car. I was moving up. The neighboring church, Bishop McDaniel's church, those who know Third Avenue by Isemo, just two blocks away to 180. We are always together. I never knew that he had even left the place. I was driving when I reached that the Holy Ghost said, Samuel, this is your church. My son was sitting by, I said, God is telling me that this is my church. But this is Bishop McDaniel's church, the lost church, big, this big thing. God said, this is your church. I moved on, drove. When I got under the cross Bronx, the Lord said, when I tell you something you don't hear, I say, that church is your church. Go back. I am praying that the Lord will open your eyes. The Lord will open your ears. So that after 21 days, you begin to see things differently. You begin to hear him differently. He has provision for you. If your ears are not blocked, you will hear him. If your eyes are open, he will show you. He will link you to the right places. And then the crossbow became so much, I turned my vehicle back to 180 Street. I parked by the side, went to the mechanics who are by that big church. I said, please, this church, big, oh my God, the lost church. Please, what about this church? To my utter surprise, the mechanic, the fitting shop told me, these people have left here. And the landlord has given us the key that anybody who needs it, we should open for him to see. Our God, eh? Our God, and an ordinary, I would never even dream of going to think about that place. Hallelujah. I've just come out of church talking about this. And let me tell you, they called the landlord. When the landlord came, the place was 5,000 square feet. The landlord said they were paying 7,000 a month. Can you give us 6,000? I said, oh no. Child of God, I won't give you that one. I don't have it to give you. Can you give us 5,000? I said, I don't have. What can you give? I said, I can only give 4,000. 
Are you sure? I, I'm feeling that I should give you. I'm feeling. If you can give me one month now, I'll give you the, the who, if you were you, what will you do? Say, God, is that how you are? Let me tell you, I will not talk about it. Within that same week, we have gotten the place. The landlord was charging us 5,000 something for 2,000 square feet. The new landlord gave us $4,000 for 5,000 square feet. And today when you come and see it, you will wonder. The God you are serving, you see, he performs miracles. Provision, healing, he heals. I have witnessed healing. Every time I talk about it, I led the church, went to a place, the Nigerians who come and tell the Bajibo, I took the people there. We had planned out that in the Muslim area, they can't give us land to build a church. So we sent somebody to go to that city and buy a land and build a hall. So when he bought the land and was building, the people thought he was building his own house. But there were no partitions in it. He was building for a church. So all they saw was that we brought in missionaries to come and stay there. For three good months, they witnessed, they witnessed in that place, not a single Muslim gave their life. But a missionary, a young man who believes and had in him, he said, I am a missionary. Paul is somewhere. And look, look, oh God, at Lystra, what happened there? What happened there? To the, in the name of Jesus, if Peter and John raised up the cripple, you know, at the beautiful gate, when they were going on evangelism, one of the days they got to the Muslim their mosque and the cripple who has always been there was there the holy ghost moved this young man go to the person and went to the person and say i command you in the name of jesus rise and walk Hallelujah. and let me assure you to the surprise of the person that persons walked Hallelujah. it was a thursday sunday the church was full. Hallelujah. The church was full. Miracle. They couldn't believe it. Muslims. It's a sectional headquarters as I'm talking. Near the capital of Nigeria called Abuja. It's the same place, the state where they are. Our God is faithful. Our God heals though. Yes. He's ready to heal you. This is your heart disease. I command in the name of Jesus. No, I think at the end we want to pray for you. Believe God. God heals. Amen. I want to hear somebody say, man, God heals. Amen. God heals. Amen. You can't give yourself 21 days and refuse to accept what he has done on your behalf. Something God has done. You have already, you didn't humble yourself. You prayed, you sought his face, yes. you have forsaken your evil ways, yes. and he has heard from heaven, yes. he has forgiven your sins, yes. the healing is your portion. Amen. I want somebody to believe God that today you are not going to go with that cancer. Oh, you can, if you have cancer, say amen, don't be afraid. Whatever is developing in you, whatever your problem, our God is able to heal it. I've, 
I don't know whether I've given you this testimony of my brother. This is New York University, NYU. When you go to NYU, ask them that Reverend Esiedu said his brother, Dennis Esiedu, my junior brother, came to your hospital and you said you discovered that he had two bypasses to be done. And you operated him and you found it was four bypasses. And by the time it was the fourth day, I came there to see him. He was in a vegetative mood. They did everything. They told me to go to Columbia University and to get a new heart because he can't live with that heart. I look at them. Who gave you authority? Who signed? Nobody signed. You use my brother as a test tube. What do you call it? Is it a, a, a guinea pig for your research? But I'm going to prove to you that there is God. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody should say amen. Yes. I am not talking Nigeria. I'm talking about what? NYU where? In Manhattan. Give a call and say, did one Denis Asiedu, you have Denis Asiedu in your records? What was his situation? I went there, the Jewish doctor, I look at them, I look at the whole thing. My, my brother's wife was, held the doctor and said, doctor, you better bring my husband back to life. Held the doctor in the hospital. I said, take time, don't worry yourself. Can you give me permission? We are going to pray for this. My brother, if you believe in miracles, I will pray. And on the fourth day, I will come and take my brother away from here. He looked at me. I went to the place. They opened the place for me. I went, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Papa, that these people will know that you still heal. I commend my brother into your hands. And let me tell you, I left the place. On the third night, the doctor called my, my brother's wife to call me that we should come there on the fourth day. He told that your brothers, that pastor is red. I went there the fourth day, and what they discussed was that we should discharge. My brother was hearty and whole. The, oh, somebody say amen. Hearty and whole. He is still alive on Harrison Avenue. 5K. Are you, I want to give you so that you go and find out. His name is you can go on the internet and find out Denis Asiedu and find out and research and find what he has gone through. But let me tell you, on the fourth day, he was removed. I've never gone to any Columbia hospital to look for a heart. He has been living very strong. Why don't you say, man? Hey! Yeah. Our God heals. Our God performs miracles today. Today, today, today. There is nothing God cannot do to a praying believer. There are many things which must go by fasting with prayer. Difficult situations. If you have been tormented, some of us, our backgrounds are so, in the African session, when I have more Africans, who are from Africa, I will tell them, some of us, our backgrounds are like the background of Jabez. Jabez. You know Jabez? Yes. Jabez? Amen. The, the pain the mother had because of childbirth. He tra she transformed the whole thing so that Jabez will live all his life knowing how he made him so suffer pain. Your name is called Jabez. Pain. And Jabez, even though he was more honorable than all his brothers, saw that because of this transference, every time, what generations have passed over to him, everywhere he goes, pain, he goes here, pain, he goes here, pain, he goes here, pain, he goes, ah! Is it because my name is pain? Will I always suffer pain? Yes. 
Let me tell you, some of you sitting down here, let me tell you, the generations that have come before we came, some of the evil they did has come over us. Do you know the children, if we don't pray for our children, the previous regimes, what they have done is going to affect our children very terribly. Since a generation passed and they decided that Bible should be removed from the schools, have you seen how our youth have become? They are going through the streets uh, uh, texting. <laughs> I bought a Bible for a young boy of my, my brother, and I bought him a Bible as a gift. I took to him and said, thank you for this great gift. The boy took it and said, Uncle, can, why did you buy this for me? In my very presence, he put it down and stepped on it. And said I should have brought him game, electronic game, that thing they play. I, I'm not exaggerating. That is my own. Living at Elmont. <laughs> no, I, you know, sometimes me, there are ministers who give testimonies of, if they are in Bronx, they will give testimony of what happened in Houston. You can never find out. <laughs> and tell you to believe God for something that has not happened. I will not talk about missionaries sometimes. Sometimes you hear stories, you have to go there and find out. <laughs> it's good that you visit them in the mission field and tell them, tell that story you told and show us the place. <laughs> Let me tell you, I say Elmont, is it 12.30 or the Miriam Court? <laughs> when you go there, ask me, brother Alex, said, I don't like it. That is what has become of this generation. Oh, yeah. And if we don't stand in the gap and pray for them, these young people, the next 10 years, anything about God will be out of their minds. Yeah. And if uh, uh, in a godless society, now that is now free for men and men to go through the streets that they are married, women and women to go through, the next generation, you will see dogs and men going together as your partners. Oh, you tell me, ah, it's on the way coming. If we don't pray for our young generation now, it will not be homosexuality, it will be bestiality. Because it will be a depravement. But let me tell you, anything which has come over you because of the generation that has passed, because the Lord visits the iniquity of the, you know, the idolatrous people, to the false word, Generations. Jabez was suffering it. And Jabez said, No, enough is enough. Jabez didn't fast the way you have fasted. But Jabez said, Oh God, that you will indeed bless me. That you will enlarge my coast. Because your blessing can change me. Let me tell you, I'm going to release the Lord's blessings upon you. And anything that has come over, America people don't believe in demonic oppression. But I can tell you that the most demonized society today is not Africa. Because the gospel is driving the what? Demons and dealing with them. Africa is becoming the epitome of the, the preaching of the gospel now. America, which was at the top, and because they preach the gospel and practice what they preach there, God made sure that this was a nation that it became number one. 
And even now we are enjoying But now that you have thrown him away, and all the nations are coming to this country, the Chinese are here with their multiplicity of idols. Africans are here with their multiplicity of gods. The demons they had. Are, look at what, in New York alone, how many nations do we have? In your area, they are everywhere. And these powers follow the people they, 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 they follow. And the society, and the more we become so radically multi-ethnic, the more exposure we have to demonic authorities. But our society, we have been trained that computer can solve them. Look, the rate at which witches and wizards work, demons work, is faster than your computer's rates. It's, listen, let me tell you, there is nothing that can cause America to come to this level of morality if it had not been the work of demons. It's not human beings, it's demonic authority. That is make people, people to do what they are doing. And it, the thing you may think that it, you don't mind, but listen, the effect, the effect, you think it doesn't happen, it happens. It comes upon us, even as children of God. But them that know their God, <laughs> those who know their God, in this same generation, when Noah's generation got so bad, there was still God found favor with Noah. No matter how decadent a society can be, let me tell you, we have a God who is able. America is not written out, it's a great, the greatest nation in the world. But let me tell you, the path we are going, unless Christians rise up, we need to rise up and say enough is enough. Let's open. Sometimes when I preach like this, some people become offended with me. Why do you talk about America like that? Let us sit down and just don't talk anything. Children of God, don't pray anything. You will live to see. But if the children of God shall be wise in their generation, rise up and stop the enemy. You have prayed, you have Humble yourself. You have what? Prayed. You have sought his face. We have confessed our sin. We have forsaken our evil ways. God has forgiven us. This land must be healed. Amen. Your prayer will heal America. Amen. Your prayer will heal your children. Amen. Let me tell you, the children will become difficult. We will pray and the children, God will take over them. Yes. No matter where, how wayward they are, you will not explain to this day, we are going to pray, and something unique is going to happen to your child. Is somebody having a wayward child in your home? Is anybody having a wayward child? Rise up. Rise on your feet if you have a wayward child. Don't be ashamed. This is God working. Sula Makuta Ila Brusi. Suntaina Muria I want you to come forward so that people see you, so that when you are giving testimony, it will not be what? Backyard. <laughs> 